0: Hello, everybody. On this Monday, October 31st, 2016, this is the Monday Morning Analyst. I am the host of this podcast, Luke Thomas, here on MMA Fighting. Thank you so much for watching. Today is Halloween, and I'm going as a middle-aged loser. Don't need much of a costume. Uh, But today, uh, there is not any fight to talk about from the previous weekend. Now, there are some events this weekend in terms of MMA. There's some boxing, too, but whatever. But there are some fights. We'll talk about that in the third segment. But I didn't want to, like, not keep doing the podcast. So here's what we're going to do today. We're going to talk about UFC 205. We're going to break that down and we're going to examine it in detail ahead of time. That's normally not what we do here, but I want to keep the podcast rolling in this off week. So to help me do that, a former UFC lightweight contender, a guy who has been around the game, who's a great analyst, you've seen him on Fox Sports 1 for the UFC on Fox broadcast, Eve Edwards, Uh, I spoke to him earlier today. And he was uh, amazing. We spoke for about 20 minutes or so. We got a breakdown from the ground to the striking, to the cardio, to the intangibles. And then, of course, we got his prediction at the end of that. So, uh, without further ado, nothing to break down from the weekend. We'll talk to Eves and then look at what's coming up this next weekend, which, frankly, is actually going to be kind of busy. Let's do that now. Eves Edwards talking about UFC 205, Conor McGregor versus Eddie Alvarez. All right, I'm joined now by former UFC lightweight contender and current Fox analyst, Uh, Eve's edwards Eve's. thank you so much for joining me Uh, let's just get right into it ufc 205 headlined by conor mcgregor taking on eddie alvarez a number of different ways to look at this but i really want to get uh, your technical mind i've seen you on fox i saw you on the joe rogan podcast and of course you are a lightweight and i can think of no one else uh, better to do this so let's sort of start from an overview perspective um what kind of fight are you expecting between these two
1: Oh, that's a good question. It all depends on who takes charge and, and who's in control of the fight. Um, if, if Eddie, if Eddie can, can implement his game plan or his post well, I think it's going to be a fight. It's just going to be that. It's going to be uh, who's smarter in these exchanges, who's tougher when these exchanges are done, and who wants to get back in there and do it again. Um, with, uh, if, and if Connor was his will. I think it's going to be a lot of. I'm going to stay on the outside. I'm going to touch you every time I can. I'll let you get to anything. Um, the counter the game is. is he likes to counter. He counters very well. Um, and he wants to stay on the outside. Use that range and um, range and reach the yeah. He's a lot longer than he looks. I feel especially when you get in there and mix it up with him. So uh, those are the two fights that I see that could happen. But ultimately, I. Yeah, I don't know which who's who's going to impose their will. I mean, I've seen so many things out of both of these guys, and Conor really stepped up in that second fight with Nate. So I can't tell you who's going to be able to to show what they have the most on fight night.
0: Let's talk about Conor McGregor for just a second. Let's sort of break down his game a little bit. It looks to me, and of course, this is an, you know a, a limited summation of his game, but let's talk about the way in which he strikes. You know, he's not like a Frankie Edgar type who is constantly in motion. He's the kind of guy who sort of sits there and does these real quick sort of boxing-esque slips and then counters. He doesn't have a ton of motion. What do you make about that? Is that one to preserve his cardio or is there something else to be said about that? Like guys who choose that kind of striking, why do they do that? What does it, what does it say about them?
1: I think it says he's pretty patient. Um, he's He's i think he's very analytical uh connor is the kind of guy that 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 looks that that gives you uh attacks and and tries to read your reactions and 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 this it's it's like he did with uh jose aldo um he's drilling the exact technique that that he he finishes the fight with in the locker room before the fight um it's that type of thing he i think he's, he's he's a very high fight iq he can pick up on tendencies and and what your your natural instincts are, and I'm um, to take advantage of that um, I think he's also <clears throat> he thinks quickly when it comes to that type of thing. I think he can react in a fight to to what you're doing and 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 make up for for something that he hadn't prepared for when when it when it comes down to it um i have i give him a lot of credit man The guy's done does amazing things and and he you can't do that without a high level of talent um besides all all the the running of the mouth that he does um he he deserves he deserves um everything he's gotten
0: that left hand is obviously a big weapon of his when you look at his game from a striking standpoint what what other weapons do you see
1: definitely definitely that left hand he he's got some he, he passed a good punch you know um but I think the biggest part of his game, the most dangerous part of his game is him on his feet. I, I haven't seen a whole lot of him on his back, but he is competent. He, he's, he's not uncomfortable. He doesn't panic. I mean, Chad Mendez is on top. He's not freaking out. He's doing the things that he needs to do to kind of slow, slow down the rest of the game. Chad Mendez and not take a whole lot of damage. Um, I'm sure he knew that conditioning could play a factor in that fight and, and, getting the fight to go a little bit longer would be better for him. So, um, tying Chad up and then trying to control him on the ground, make him expend a little more energy. I think those types of things, um, uh, just the, the mind that he has things, things that he can do in a fight when you think really he can't, I really didn't expect him to do those types of things with, with, even with Chad Mendez, um, didn't expect him to take Jose Aldo out in such a fashion. Um, I think, his biggest weapon when it comes to fighting is his mind but that's when you get to that level of fighting when you get to the highest level of fighting which is the UFC and then you get to the elite status of that brand um it's 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 a thinking man's game and the smartest guy is going to win nine out of ten times and um I think that's his biggest weapon is he, he he's pretty intelligent when it
0: comes to the fight what do you make of his power like obviously we've seen what he can do to Dustin Poirier we've seen what he can do to Jose Aldo and he was hurting Nate Diaz. like there's it, no, no one is questioning that he can hit hard. But I guess what I mean is, at 155, it's different, the guys in UFC, than it is in cage warriors, even though he fought at 155 back then. What do you make of what you—I mean, it's, we're all just guessing, but what is his power going to do to Eddie Alvarez? Can it really stun and finish him off in the ways that he's finished other guys in UFC?
1: Yeah, I think—I mean, he has the power to finish anybody, um, I'm sure— if he hits 170, 185 pounder with the right shot uh, that he doesn't see, um, he can he can take those guys out too. It's just getting to that position and um, landing it. But that's that's not a that's not a special to, special thing about Conor McGregor. I think the same thing of Eddie Alvarez, Dustin Poirier, Camila Mamedov, Michael Johnson. All these guys, they have the power to hurt you if they hit you. Um, what I do like about Conor's style is he's pretty accurate he's He's very accurate when it comes to striking. I mean, he puts the nail right on he he gets the nail right on the head if he's if he's throwing shots to your face, he's usually throwing those to the chin. They're not just to hit you in the face, bust up your nose, hit you in the eye. no, he's when you look at his knockout shots, um, it looks i mean they're they're very accurate. they all go to the to the chin, and um i I just think that's that's the biggest danger of accuracy. Um, Eddie's, I think Eddie's going to give him a lot of footwork. And Eddie is, is is very smart when it comes to boxing. I mean, he comes out of Philly. So <laughs> that's what's kind of in his DNA. So this really is a fight that I'm looking forward to. I think this is the best fight to, to main event that card, that is on that card, because of that aspect of it. Um, Madison Square Garden, you know, Conor McGregor is this Irish kid who has very good boxing talent. And Eddie Alvarez, this Hispanic kid Spanish American kid who has also has good boxing from a boxing town. So I think the, um with Connor, the accuracy is, is a big deal. Um the power,
0: yeah, that matters, but
1: you're not you're not knocking out anything you can't hit, and that accuracy helps with that power also.
0: Let's talk a little bit about Connor McGregor's cardio, and then I do want to get into Eddie Alvarez here after that, but Conor McGregor's cardio, it's interesting, you know, he didn't obviously look all that great against Nate Diaz, but in the rematch, when I thought he was fading after that third round, in that fourth round, you know, everyone saw it, he showed a tremendous amount of just will to come back, and it was a very scientific plan that he had from the outright, so here's my thought, my thought is, do I think he has super impressive, awesome cardio, probably not, but I don't know that it's fair to say that he has bad cardio, where are you on that debate?
1: I don't see any issues with his cardio. Uh, the fight with Nate, uh, the second fight, will show you that he he has the cardio to go five rounds. He he, he looked good all five rounds. He was he was um, he was strong where you expected him to be, and um, he never really. Of course, during a twenty-five minute fight, there are times when you're going to need a breather, and maybe your opponent can try to take advantage of that. Uh, so I'm sure those moments did exist. I, I feel like I can see some of them in my head when I think about it to remember it. But um, he never showed me that 25 minutes could be too much for him. I think the Nate fight, and the first one particularly, it wasn't an issue of cardio. It was an issue of it being tougher than anything he's been in in the UFC. Um, I've seen that to a lot of guys. I I, I know the experience when when you're destroying everybody and then all of a sudden things get a little bit tough and it's not as easy as you expected it to be for a minute you can have a lapse right there and i think that's what happened with connor because he showed me that that he bounced back from that in the second fight with nate In the first fight with nate he got hurt uh, he took a shot wasn't working out for him he gave up his back and and he kind of just gave up the choke the second fight he got hurt but he didn't run away from it. He knew what he, what he got himself into, and um, he, he persevered and he came through. So I, I thought for, that, for those two fights and what I really see from Conor, I think it's more of a heart issue, and he showed that that he can bounce back and that he has the heart. And I think he's going to need that with a guy like Eddie if he gets deep, but um, I don't think cardio is an issue for him.
0: So let's talk now about Eddie Alvarez. I mean, one of the reasons you have to just be so praiseworthy of Conor McGregor is that he's jumping up in weight against a guy who Eddie Alvarez beat the former lightweight champ. He obviously uh, beat the previous one in, in uh, Anthony Pettis. He beat Gilbert Melendez, the former Strikeforce champ. He was the Bellator champ. I mean, Eddie Alvarez is a no-bull-ass uh, all-time great lightweight. When you evaluate the totality of Eddie Alvarez's game, what do you say about it, Ease? Uh,
1: Eddie Alvarez has a pretty complete game, man. He's, he's one of these guys that came up in the in the last generation of fighters that you know did this because oh, solely because there was there was there was a passion for it. Um, nowadays, there's some guys out there. Yeah, there are guys that are that are passionate about. They're still passionate for the fight game. There always will be, but there's a lot of guys that get into this sport now for <laughs> because it's it's a popular thing. It's there's money involved, and there are some some benefits that you can you can see from it. But um Eddie is one of those guys like Joe Lozon, like myself. These guys that started because the UFC was an underground thing. Um and because of that, he's he's he has that heart. He has that desire. He's one of these guys that you can't break. And and that's why he's been a champion and he's beaten these champions all over the place. Um I I have a lot of respect for Eddie. I have a lot of love for Eddie. This fight is really exciting for me because of the grandiose of, of Madison Square Garden of New York City uh, of, of so many fights that I've seen there, you know, Felix, I've seen Felix Trinidad fight in Madison Square Garden. I've seen Oscar De La Hoya, and and now we get to see like some of the best MMA fighters fight there. So I'm, I'm excited about this, and, and and Eddie is just one of those guys that. I can't do anything but sing praises for him. He He's one of these guys that he's tough. He never quits. He will always be in the fight. You were not going to take him out. You can't break Eddie Alvarez. And that's the biggest deal for me. He's, he's one of these guys that's truly unbreakable.
0: Michael Chandler pushed him to the limits, obviously, in uh, not one but two occasions. Um, But to your point, he is incredibly tough and durable. Here's what I wonder, though. We mentioned before the striking of Conor McGregor is super accurate. We have seen Eddie Alvarez. I don't know what to say about it. On the one hand, you see him get rocked, and then he comes back. Okay, that speaks to his um, tenacity and his skill. But on the same hand, he's getting rocked early. Um, What do you make of, of that as a liability as he faces someone, as you mentioned, with big power and great accuracy in Conor McGregor?
1: Yeah, that's definitely a liability when it comes to to that part of the game. But Connor isn't. Pro- he's. I don't think he's the most powerful guy that uh, Eddie's fought, and he's possibly not the most accurate. Now he may have the highest rating in both those skills combined of anybody that Eddie's fought, but individually those things don't really stand out. Or, or see, I don't see them as a threat. Um, Eddie's a smart fighter. He's got great guys around him. Um he's studying tape. He's preparing I'm sure he's preparing properly. I don't think that Connor's gonna be able to surprise him. I don't think there's anything that's gonna gonna happen that's like Eddie's going to kind of be afraid because of it. Um if he is surprised, I think he'll make an adjustment and, and they'll go on from there. I'm not saying that means he's gonna win the fight. Uh but yeah, with with the power that Connor has, he has to be he has to be a smart fighter about it, and that's the thing. Eddie is a smart fighter. He's a world champion in one of the, in one of the if not the toughest division in the world. So you've got to be intelligent to do that. You can't the lightweight division, the welterweight division, the hundred forty five pound division, and one thirty five. You cannot become the champion of those divisions with just straight toughness. You've, you've got to have some some high level of, of fight IQ, and and I think because of that. He's not at a disadvantage when it comes to the fight with Connor.
0: What about the idea that like some level of wrestling should be the you know you don't have to make this a wrestling contest, but it's probably fair to say that while McGregor's wrestling is a little bit underrated, or that people kind of give him um, too much guff for it, uh, Eddie it probably is a little bit better of a wrestler. I, I don't think that's too crazy to say. And if you can slow a guy down like McGregor, who relies on those quick, explosive movements. You know, you can really make it easier to strike with him later, and that's true for everyone. But I feel like it's especially true for again someone with the striking style of Conor McGregor. Do you, do you share that analysis, or am I way off on that?
1: Mm, I would think that that wrestling would definitely change the game. It, it absolutely does. Um, and Eddie is by far a better wrestler than Conor McGregor. Eddie's takedown defense is, is superb, and his offensive wrestling is no joke either. Uh, Connor's wrestling is not horrible. But I just don't think it's on the level of Eddie Alvarez. Now, is Eddie going to be able to use that to alter Connor's stance, to make him a little more tentative about throwing shots because the threat of the takedown is there? I, I don't doubt it at all. I think Eddie is, like I said, he's a smart fighter. Um, he's got great coaches around him, Mark Henry, Ricardo Almeida, and those guys. And I am positive that they're gonna implement his full set of his full arsenal. In their game plan to take out Conor McGregor by shooting takedowns, he can get Conor's hands to come down. He can add more feints to his game. He's going to have more options. Um, I don't and with his takedown defense being as high as it is, and Conor's wrestling not being at that same level. I think Eddie is going to be a little more, he has the opportunity to be a little more open. He can he can, he can release some of those weapons a lot quicker or a lot more often um, than Connor can with, with less concern about the takedown because Connor's wrestling isn't that high level and his t- takedown defense is so much. So, so I think that's a big advantage for Eddie going into this one.
0: Let's talk a little bit more about the striking if we can about, um, uh, Eddie Alvarez here from my vantage point, like, you know, we've mentioned that Connor's is really accurate, and I don't think anyone would disagree. I definitely feel like of the two, in fact, he is more accurate. What did you see from Eddie Alvarez in terms of winning the lightweight title from Rafael Dos Anjos that speaks to his accuracy? It seems like he's a little bit more of a volume attacker, but I'm wondering from your eagle eye what you caught there. Um,
1: yeah, Eddie will turn on a lot of volume, but I think what a lot of people miss, especially in that fight with uh, Rafael Dos Anjos, is how Eddie made a couple of adjustments. Uh, Eddie threw that, that looping right hand a few times, and every time that he threw it and it was blocked, RDA was able to get his left hand up and protect it by covering himself with his hand, not by parrying it or getting out of the way. He, he, he blocked it with his hand. And with those little gloves, that's, that's a, dangerous, a dangerous feat to, to be attempted to do. Um, when Eddie did stun him, it was with the same punch out of a combination. He put the jab in front of it. He got uh RDA to lose sight of him by looking away. He threw that looping right hand around and came around the guard this time and was able to land it on the chin. It's going to be hard to see if you're not really paying attention. You may have to slow the tape down, but when you see that he throws that right hand and he hits him around he goes around that guard, hits him in the chin and he stuns him. Then he turned on the volume. I mean, he went all in at that point, but Eddie, the thing I take from that is Eddie is the kind of guy that does make these adjustments in fights. He looks at what you're giving him. I throw this punch. Um, these, these, this is what the defense you're using. And he threw that punch a few times. So I think what he did with that punch was paint a target. He painted the target, kind of found out exactly what openings he had behind that punch and just altered the angle of that punch to land the shot that he did that started the end beginning of the end for Dos Años. And um I think that option and having that skill set is something that he's gonna go you, you need to be able to use in this fight. But Connor also has that skill set. He showed that in his fight with uh with Jose Aldo. He saw what Jose was gonna do, he called it, he even called it out. I mean that's 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 kind of babe babe roofish, right? to to call to call your knockout shot. So I'm really looking forward to to the chess to the kinetic chess match that these two guys are, are <laughs> that this fight is going to be because of these guys.
0: Uh, before we let you go here, just a couple more questions and I appreciate your time. Um, we haven't mentioned much about the ground. I think in part because a lot of us don't know how much of the fight's going to be there. But let's just say this: we we, we both agree uh-huh. that Eddie's a better wrestler, and he's also a really good scrambler too um you know when Michael Chandler would get his back or a dominant position he'd be able to get back to his feet in ways that were uh obviously uh uh, good for him but you know what Conor McGregor is I don't know if he's the world's best scrambler but like you mentioned before he's really patient and his timing and finding openings to get back to the top are really really good just quickly if you can speak to how you think they might pair up on the ground being as speculative of course as we can be
1: I really think that Eddie's going to have the advantage on the ground. Um, if the fight does make it to the mat, I would expect Eddie to be on top. And I don't think he's going to – he's not going to have the same issues that Chad Mendez had. I mean, Mendez took the fight on short notice. Eddie's had weeks to prepare for this fight. Um, he's also a mixed martial artist. He is not so concerned with keeping you on your back when, when he gets you here. I think Mendez, just from his wrestling background – When he gets to the takedown, he kind of wants to control from there. And, and yeah, if if he has an opportunity to keep you there, he's going to force the issue. Um, Eddie, I think if Connor starts to create a scramble and Eddie doesn't like where the scramble is going, he doesn't mind bailing and, and getting back to his feet because he's completely comfortable there also. So I think the ground is going to be an advantage for Eddie. But Connor's also competent there. We saw him fight his fight with Max Holloway. He was injured. I think he was injured going into that fight, but he was able to put on the show on the mat. Um, but I don't know if Max Holloway's ground game, especially at that point, was anywhere near what Eddie Alvarez has. Eddie's been in the game for a long time, he has a whole lot of experience. So I think that may be an advantage for him. Um but we don't know where the fight's gonna play out. We'll see though.
0: All right, Eves. I mean, if this is this is game time. Which way are you leaning on this one for UFC two oh five?
1: Oh, man, this is a really hard fight to call because Conor showed me so much, and especially in his comeback fight against Nate. But uh, I, I'm old school. <laughs> and I'm, I am love Eddie Alvarez. I've been a fan of his since since he was fighting on, on undercards that I was fighting on uh, early in his career. And he is one of those guys that is special in my eyes. I want to see him do well. So I'm, I'm, I'm picking Eddie. I'm rooting for Eddie. I'm picking Eddie, and I'm also rooting for Eddie in this one.
0: There you have it. Uh, Eve Edwards, thank you so much for this. I really appreciate your time. And uh, we'll plug your Twitter and everything on the uh, podcast. And uh, enjoy UFC 205. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it.
0: Yes, sir. Okay, big thanks to Eve Edwards for a uh, tremendous, tremendous insight. I really appreciate that. Uh, okay, guys. So, what is coming up this week? It's been a long break. Has it not? It has. It has certainly been a lot. Um, there will be two events This weekend, if I'm not mistaken, there's a Bellator event, of course, and then there is a UFC event. Let's look at that Bellator event real quickly if we can. Bellator 163. This will be Friday night, McGeary versus Davis at the Mohegan Sun Arena in Uncasville, Connecticut. McGuire defending his title against Phil Davis in the main event. Marluz Kunin is back in action against Talita Noguera. Brendan Ward versus Saad Awad. That should be a very short fight, I suspect. Paul Daly is back in action against Derek Anderson. And then Sergey Heritanoff will open things up against Javi Ayala. Also on that card of note, this will not be on the Spike card. This will be on the Spike.com prelim card. But it's worth paying attention to. You know I never say that for Bellator cards. Two names to pay attention to. Number one, literally the one of the greatest collegiate wrestlers ever. Talking top ten. Ed Ruth is going to make his debut against Mark Mangiardi. I don't know who the other gentleman is. Ed Ruth is a Noble S top of the food chain blue chip prospect. We are talking about an all-time great in college, and he is making his debut on this card. Do not miss that one. Another guy. A big-time Division II wrestling stand-up, but of course, had a Western University Wrestling title, University World Wrestling titles, and everything else. Tyrell Fortune uh, is going to make his debut as well against Cody Miskell. I don't know. I don't know who these gentlemen are. But uh, the other two I do. Tyrell Fortune I had on my show. Ed Ruth as well. These are ones not to miss. I'm telling you, I'm telling you. One of those two, if not both, are going to be something special in this sport. Uh, then, the next day, here we go. UFC is finally back in action, and this card is Tremendous, tremendous, tremendous. The finale for The Ultimate Fighter, Latin America 3. Now, it's going to be on Fox Sports 1, which means it's going to end at 5 in the morning for no particular reason other than Fox Sports 1 hates its audience. Not really. Uh, Okay, in the main event, Rafael dos Anjos versus Tony Ferguson. Whoa, what a great fight that's going to be. Uh, Martin Bravo versus Claudio uh Pueges, I'm assuming these gentlemen are from the show Diego Sanchez taking on former Bellator leg lock specialist Marcin Held that should be a really good fight Ricardo Lamas versus Charles Oliveira Benil Darius versus Rashid Magomedov and then Alexa Grasso makes her UFC debut against Heather Joe Clark also on that card which will also be in Fox Sports 1 Eric Perez versus Felipe Aranches Marco Beltron versus says TBA uh, Eric Montaño versus Max Griffin, Henry Briones versus Douglas Silva de Andraj, and then on Fight Pass, Sam Alvey versus Alex Nicholson. That was supposed to be on that Manila card, it was moved. Marco Polo Reyes versus Jason Novelli, and then Enrique Barzola versus Chris Avila. Okay, so some fights on the bottom of the card, not that great, but overall on the weekend, got some great, great fights coming up. Really looking forward to it. So. Uh, I'm going to be in New York literally from Sunday to Sunday next week. It's going to be a long week for me. But uh, if you see me out there, say hi. If you got any questions, email me at luke.thomas at SBNation.com. Thank you guys so much for watching. Thank you so much to Eves Edwards for sharing his tremendous insight. Of course, we appreciate here, that here at the Monday Morning list. Guys, like this video, share it to everyone you know. Be a good person. I always appreciate it when you do. Until next week and next time, enjoy the fights.